Great morning and welcome back to Great Mornings Are Sober, your podcast guide to sobriety one less sip at a time. And can I just say, I am so excited that I can smile again, that I can talk again, that I can do eat normal foods again and just live my life because having my wisdom teeth out was honestly the worst thing I've probably ever gone through. Like I am one of those kids who never broke a bone, never really got any bad injuries or anything. So that's kind of the closest I've got to a proper surgery and terrible hated it I was so miserable for a few days and yeah honestly feeling really good now that I can work out normally again and do all of that stuff again so definitely feeling very grateful for that before I jump into the episode I just wanted to let you all know that I will now be uploading all of my new episodes on a Tuesday morning this is just because I kind of want to give myself a bit of a break from kind of like the pressure of having to advertise a new episode on a Sunday and things and you know it's kind of nice to have Sundays off to just kind of chill and then if I want to post on social media I can but I don't kind of feel like I have to and also because I think a lot of people are missing these episodes because Sunday is obviously probably one of the least popular days to listen to a podcast episode so people are kind of missing them as they're getting lost when more people put other podcast episodes out on Mondays and Tuesdays so Tuesday really early in the morning so they'll be ready for a Tuesday morning commute if that's what you like save them for the weekend if you like but just so you know This episode will have come out on Tuesday, as you will have noticed, and from now on, they'll all come out on Tuesdays. Now, on to the episode for today. Today, I thought I would talk, I didn't actually have this episode scheduled until much, much later in the year, but I was thinking about it, and this weekend was probably the first time that I've actually experienced, like, an alcohol craving per se, like a moment where I was like, damn, I could really use a drink right now. And I just thought it would be really cool to come on here and talk about it, do a little bit of research into how I can improve not craving drinks so often, but also dealing with the cravings and things. You know, I am still sober. I didn't have a drink. I didn't give into the craving. And I am really grateful that I managed to push through that. But I thought, If I'm experiencing this, other people will be experiencing it too. So I would jump on here and just give a little chat about what it is, why you crave alcohol, why it is totally normal, regardless of whether you are a huge binge drinker coming off like multi-day benders, or if you're someone like me and you don't really drink that much, but there are still habits and moments where alcohol was so deeply ingrained in my life that it becomes weird to not have a drink in those moments now. Anyway, that's the idea for the episode today, but of course we will start off with some gratitude. So number one, as I mentioned before, getting my wisdom teeth out, I'm just really glad that it is over and done with. Like Nothing really went wrong that I know of. (laughs) I was kind of half knocked out for the whole procedure, but nothing went wrong that I know of. Didn't get any infections or anything afterwards, so... Everything all looks good, got my stitches out, the dentist said it all looks good, so we're, we're staying hopeful that everything is smooth and very much glad that that is over as well. The second thing I am really, really grateful for is the fact that I have a kick-ass immune system. I didn't realize this, but me and my boyfriend seem to have opposite immune systems. So whenever he gets sick, I don't get sick from him. And whenever I'm sick, he doesn't really get sick from me. So like when I had COVID last year, he never got it. And when he had COVID like 
two weeks ago I didn't get it from him and I'm so stoked about that because if I had got it I would have had to postpone my wisdom teeth removal and it just would have caused all these other issues that I just did not want to deal with so very grateful that my immune system is as good and strong as it is maybe those vaccines are working doing their thing and really just out there kicking COVID away so very glad that I didn't get that sick and finally I am really really grateful for all of you Honestly, like the amount of comments and little sweet notes that people have been leaving me has been slowly increasing as word about the sobriety podcast gets out there. And I'm just so grateful for anyone who has left me a comment or anything on my Instagram or TikTok at Great Morning Podcast for both those platforms. You guys just mean the world to me. And it is so nice to have that support. Anyways, now it is your turn to tell me the three things that you are grateful for and just remind yourself of all the things you do have in your life when we're taking something like alcohol away. Awesome. Now that you are hopefully feeling a little more grateful and happy and are ready to get into today's episode. So first of all, I guess the most important thing is to talk about why we all crave alcohol so much. And obviously these cravings are going to hit differently for different people. Like it is more common to hit heavier drinkers and people who are coming off like really really heavy drinking lifestyles to obviously they're going to crave alcohol a little bit more because their alcohol is more kind of ingrained into their lives and you're taking something so huge away but even if you're like me you're totally going to go through moments where you're like wow like a drink would just hit so good right now and for whatever reason you are going to feel like you crave alcohol So for me, over the weekend, my granddad and his partner were up, which was so lovely. I literally haven't seen them in probably like a good 18 months, maybe not quite 18 months, but at least a good year or so. And they are so lovely, really nice to catch up with them again and, you know, just hang out with them for a bit for the weekend, which was very nice. And we had dinner together, so with my boyfriend and my parents, and it was just a really nice time. The craving didn't really hit me during the day. Like I've said before, I'm really grateful that my boyfriend is sober as well. So, you know, the two of us weren't drinking, even though my grandparents and my mom and dad were drinking. So I guess during the day I was kind of fine. Like I, you know, just I had a little juice mix, which did not taste as nice as it sounded like it was going to taste. But, you know, it was fine. It was something to sip on. I also love a good sparkling water to kind of spice things up in between when I'm not feeling like in the mood for something too sweet like juices can be. So yeah, I mean, I was fine, got through all of dinner and then it was honestly, it wasn't until we were eating dessert and my mum pulled out this dessert wine, which is a really fancy dessert wine that she got when they were, she does like wine yard tours with her brother and her brother's 
partner, so like my aunt and uncle, and you know they get all these fancy wines and things. And to be honest, like I've never been a huge wine drinker. Like I'm definitely no wine connoisseur. I wouldn't have really ever been able to pick out notes. Like I know, oh, this wine tastes nicer than the other one, but I wouldn't really be able to tell you much more about them. But I do know that that dessert wine is really, really good. Like a lot of people don't like dessert wines because they can be so sweet, but I really like that one. I have such a sweet tooth. And when you have it like after dinner is kind of like that sweet treat. It is really good. And I was like, I knew like I could almost taste the wine in my mouth. I was like, damn, like I really, really wanted that wine. So I guess the moral of the story really is that everyone really does crave alcohol and it doesn't really matter who you are. I mean, maybe you will get through your whole sober journey without craving at all, but 99% of people are going to crave alcohol and there are so many reasons why we crave alcohol. So for most of us, it's because you've gotten to the habit of drinking in certain situations or in certain environments or relating to certain emotions or whatever it is. So maybe you come home from work every day, Monday to Friday, and at 6 p.m. when you get off the bus and you walk into your house, you go into the fridge, grab a cold beer, cold bottle of wine, and you pour yourself a glass. And That's what you've been doing for four years or whatever it is. And that means that when you suddenly go sober and you're not allowed to do that anymore, your brain is just confused. Like it's so used to having alcohol in that moment that it's like, wait, why aren't I having alcohol anymore? And then that's when that craving really starts to hit. For other people, it might be emotions. So maybe in the past, every time you felt really upset about something, you've gone for a drink to kind of drown your sorrows or, you know, you've gone through a hard breakup and you go out with your friends and you go like have a big party or something and just get totally drunk. You know, your brain starts to associate drinking alcohol with that's how we deal with those hard emotions, which is not healthy, but what we've been doing for our whole lives. So your brain gets used to that. And then when you do have another hard emotion and you do have a rough day or you go through a sort of more traumatic moment, your brain is immediately going to be like, right, well, alcohol is what we use to fix this. And it's going to crave alcohol. So when you can't give it alcohol, that's when things get tough. Even moments like celebrating. Every time you go out with a certain group of people or you go to a certain place, you always get a certain drink or you celebrate with friends at their wedding day or at their birthday parties and things and being in those moments again but as a sober person means that you have to change something and your body and your brain haven't caught up to the fact that you want to make those changes so they're gonna find it a lot harder and you're gonna crave alcohol Obviously, the more situations in the past where you've put yourself in where you've been a bigger drinker or you've had a few drinks, you're going to have more cravings because you're going to find yourself in those situations again and again and again. But this doesn't mean that, you know, if you don't have that many, you won't crave alcohol at all. So when the craving hits you and you're like, oh my gosh, I really, really want to drink, whatever it is, know that that craving is actually only going to last for a few minutes. It sounds really weird. Like to me, I always associate cravings as like, you know, they last for quite a long time. But if you just 
take a deep breath and you go through the next few things that I'm going to talk about, you'll realize that that craving only really lasts a few minutes. And if you can just get through the next few minutes without having a drink, you will be fine and you will have moved past the craving and you will feel so much better the next morning or the next day or whatever when you know that you have stuck to your values and not had that drink. The first thing, and this is basically what I did the other day, was to distract yourself. So I was sitting at the dinner table, we were eating dessert, and then everyone was sipping on their dessert wine, well, except me and my boyfriend. And I was like, damn, you know, I really want this. So I was like, well, I've only got water left, like I'm only drinking water right now. And I really felt like a cup of tea, you know, I usually do have a cup of tea in the evenings before I go to sleep, very relaxing, very nice. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make everyone tea. And, you know, everyone loves tea, especially like, I feel like old people always love tea in the evening. So my granddad and his partner were like, yeah, we'll have tea. So I got up, you know, made six cups of tea. So (laughs) took a little while, boiled a little bit of water, you know, getting the tea bags out and just those few minutes of just getting up from the table so I was no longer watching people drink the wine that I wanted. Doing something that distracted my mind and kept me busy was really, really helpful and just really got me through that craving. And then when I sat back down with my cup of tea, I realized I didn't really want that wine anymore. And then when I woke up the next morning, I was so, so glad that, you know, I hadn't given myself the wine or I hadn't like asked for a little sip of someone else's you know even though I knew that I would have really enjoyed that the next morning I enjoyed it more having not had that drink so yeah distracting yourself probably the best method just for that in the moment kind of oh my gosh I have a craving for alcohol right now I need to just kind of move on and do something else distracting is gonna look different for everyone like obviously making yourself a cup of tea every time you crave alcohol is one way to do it but it's not gonna fit every situation so if it's like kind of a moment like you're coming home from work and you are craving alcohol try and make a new routine out of it maybe now you do a workout after the work or go to the gym or just go for a little walk you know do some yoga instead even if it's just 15 minutes like I said, the craving's only going to last a few minutes, so just getting yourself to do something else for a few minutes is all that it's going to take. Another great one is like journaling and meditating. People love that. I mean, it's not something that I've ever actually gone into that deeply, especially meditating. I find meditating so hard. My brain just runs at a million miles an hour. But if it's something you're into, great great option journaling especially journal about your day you don't have to journal about your craving but it is a good place to kind of reflect on your craving and know why you're craving alcohol in this moment again I would just remove yourself from the situation as much as you can so if you're at a birthday party remove yourself from the line to order a drink at the bar and try and get a non-alcoholic drink you know I mean especially in New Zealand and Australia most places will have free water stands on the side so grab yourself a glass of water if you need to and then go step away go find some snacks to have go find your best friend to talk to whatever it is remove yourself from the situation as best you can and just distract yourself for a few minutes know that it's only going to be a few minutes Even if you need to run to the bathroom, call a friend, whatever it is, have that sober support line. You know, if you've been to AA, you will know that a lot of people recommend having a sponsor, which is like someone else who's in the AA group who you can call. But even just having like 
a best friend who knows you're sober and supports your decision to be sober, being able to call them, them kind of talking you through it and yeah, that kind of bonding. You only need a few minutes and hopefully you will push through that craving. Finally, another great option for that kind of in the moment dealing with the craving is to play the tape forward. So this is what I did as well. Like know that if you have a drink right now, like I knew that this was dessert wine, like my parents weren't going to drink any more alcohol after this. My grandparents weren't going to like if I'd had a glass, even if I just had a sip, I wasn't going to get drunk. I was never going to wake up the next morning totally hungover, maybe a little more tired, but nothing extreme. But I knew that I would wake up the next morning just feeling absolutely regretful, feeling just sorry for myself and feeling annoyed that I'd kind of broken my almost two months sober just because I wanted a little taste of this dessert wine. And yes, okay, like maybe for some people they feel like that consequence is so minor that they would just do it anyway. But I really feel like the more you give in to those cravings, the harder it is to kind of stop them in a later situation so the more you practice and the more you get used to saying no to alcohol the easier it does get so when I played the tape forward and I was like no I'm gonna feel so regretful if I have this drink and then I change the tape and I say if I didn't have this drink how will I feel the next morning and I knew that I would feel way better about myself even though this was only an internal battle and no one else at the table really cared if I had a drink or not but I knew for me personally it isn't my values and it is within my own kind of personal journey that I didn't want to have this drink today so I said no, moved on, and yeah, I mean it definitely helped that like my parents knew that I am sober, so they obviously didn't offer me a glass of wine, and like my boyfriend is sober as well, so he wasn't drinking, and that kind of thing definitely helped, and so I think if you can, when you are experiencing these cravings, and you know, you should expect to experience some cravings, keeping yourself in kind of safer situations or finding safe places in those situations is a really great way to hopefully deal with these cravings a little more easily. If you want to sort of help deal with those cravings long term, like I am no expert, of course, like I've only been sober for a little under two months, but Essentially, to rewire your brain to no longer crave alcohol, you need to change what's called the habit loop. First thing, recognize what is triggering the alcohol craving. What is the routine behind that trigger? So if it's you're being triggered by getting home from work, that is because every time you get home from work, you're reaching for a bottle of wine. Or if you're getting the craving while you're out with friends, that's because every time you hang out with that group of people or at that bar, you've drunk an alcohol, right? That's the routine that you've built up in your brain and that is why you are craving alcohol in those moments. And the reward you are getting from normally those cravings is getting to have a sip of alcohol, whether it's a really nice cocktail, a cold beer, something refreshing, whatever it is, you're getting kind of a reward from it. And your brain is going, right, I want this reward more. So every time I get into that situation, I'm going to crave that reward again. What you need to do is change the reward that you give yourself in those situations. If you're at a bar with friends, order a mocktail instead and hopefully you get that kind of same refreshing cold drink from the mocktail as you would from the cocktail or wine or beer or whatever it is that you would normally order. 
If it's because you're coming home from work after a commute, can you change your routine? When you get home, do you immediately put on workout gear and go for a 15 minute walk? Or can you, you know, you need to change the routine up in a way that means that you are kind of no longer craving alcohol, but you're craving something else instead. So take the wine that you've got in your fridge out and replace it with an alcohol-free option or a mocktail or a soda water or whatever it is. You know, changing the situation is going to change the routine and therefore hopefully help stop the cravings or at least give you something else to crave instead. It is really, really common to crave sugar as well as kind of like your alcohol replacement, especially at the start of your journey. So if you are like having sugar cravings, I would say just roll with it, accept it, know that having a little cookie or a brownie or something is a lot better for you than that glass of wine or the beer or whatever it was that you were going to drink. Yes, maybe in the long run, if you're someone who is on a fitness journey, you might want to deal with it then, but While you're still early in your journey, be kind to yourself. Know that you are still making healthier decisions by choosing not to drink. And, you know, if it means you need a chocolate chip cookie to get you through the next few minutes, then by all means, I would definitely just accept it and move on. Finally, of course, I will remind you to seek help if you need to. Like I say, I am not an expert in this area. I am not someone who's dealt with really strong cravings all the time. And I can only tell you the research that I've done and my experience with it. If you need more help, you need more support from people who have been a little further on in their journey, please attend like an AA meeting, go to therapy. You know, I have a ton of free resources listed in the show notes below. So check those out if you need to. And know that if you do feel like you need to seek help, that is the bravest step that anyone can take. You seeking help for your own mental health and taking that leap, asking someone else for help is so, so brave. And if you need it, there is absolutely no shame in that. So hopefully these tips have been helpful. Hopefully you can now know that in the moment when you have a craving, you need to distract yourself for just a few minutes, but also know that changing up your routine and recognizing those triggers and routines and rewards that are creating those habit loops is essentially going to help reduce the cravings in the long run and hopefully it gets easier with time. This is not something that's going to go away overnight just because you change up one little thing of your routine, but it does get easier with time and hopefully some tips in this episode have been helpful. Anyways, that is enough from me. If you want to know more, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Great Morning Podcast. I am trying to post way more on there in the coming weeks, but we will see how it goes when I start full-time work. (laughs) Anyway, and of course, you can get the free journaling guide if you want to, you know, spice up your routine with some journaling. My free journaling guide will be linked down below. You can just download it. It's just a PDF, print it out or type directly onto the PDF. So you can edit it and just, yeah. But again, things do take time and don't be too hard on yourself. And again, just a quick reminder that episodes will now come out on Tuesdays. Just in case you're missing the Sunday morning, you're like, where is it? It's Tuesday, remember? It's Tuesday mornings from now on. And as always, don't forget to put a smile on your dial and have a great morning.